Okay, so I messed up and didn't put my phone on Do Not Disturb, so now we've got to pick up <laughs> where we just left off. Um, all right, so you were saying that um, you called your dad and said that you wanted to kill yourself because your mom died because you couldn't. Uh, okay, so yes, I called my dad one day out of the blue. I was freaking out, and um, of course this is like the drugs talking. I didn't want to kill myself. <clears throat> but uh, so he suggested that I go to the emergency room, which I did. And so there I went to the emergency room. It was New York Presbyterian, um, and I, you know, I guess checked myself in or committed myself for a week because, um, yeah, they let me stay there for a week because I didn't have health insurance. But there I was diagnosed with borderline personality disorder, and um, like we were discussing before, that's like normally it can, um, it stays dormant, and then when something traumatic happens, mm-hmm. that's, that's when it's... Yes. Yeah, it comes from it's a it's a trauma response. It's a protection. Mm-hmm. You know, it's yep. it's triggered by trauma. So a lot of people that have been through you know um, unstable homes or traumatic incidents, like you'll see a lot of them get diagnosed with mm-hmm. borderline. And a lot of people don't. I think some people think of it as like multiple personality disorder. So yeah. that's not what it is. It's no. more of a, a an attachment and more of a yes. yeah. A, it, it reminds me a lot of like. Um, narcissism yeah in a way just like um how you don't um relate to Mm -hmm. to people Mm -hmm. in a quote-unquote you know like normal compassionate Mm -hmm. manner yeah Yeah. and you'll see Um, a lot of like relationship like the i love you i hate you uh like back and forth and abandonment yeah yeah Mm -hmm. so it kind of like that helped me out a little bit of like, oh, this is what I've been feeling. Like, maybe that's why, like, I, I've i never felt normal in my life, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I didn't have health insurance, so, like, I obviously needed to be put on medication, and I didn't do that. I needed to continue doing therapy, and I did not do that. So, um, from 28 to about 30, I was just, like, going crazy. Like, yeah. in and out of being homeless, couch surfing, I would get an apartment, I would get a new restaurant job, and then, like, it would all go to shit. And yeah. it, this happened all through my 20s, like, early 20s, but I never related it back to, like, oh, I have a drinking problem. Like, you got fired from your job again because you showed up late or you were hungover or you smell like alcohol, you know? Um, at uh, 30, I ended up um, meeting my daughter's father. And, um, I get pregnant for the very first time. So like this whole entire time, I'm, I didn't even think that I could get pregnant. So I get pregnant and uh, that, I was in such rough, bad shape. Like it was, um, January, I found out January, 2017. Um, and I was very anorexic. Um, mm. her father and I, we had only known each other for four months. Mm-hmm. Um, we barely knew each other and, uh, he knew I was in my addiction. Um, he had his own addiction as well, but that's when I was like full blown, like cocaine, like yeah. I was always on it. Um, never sleeping, super skinny, never eating. Um, so I get pregnant and, um, I tell him and, uh, He's like, okay, let's, let's try to make this work. And I'm like, really? And he's like, yeah. And I was obsessed with him. I was obsessed with the idea of having that picture perfect family. Yep. Um, we did not know each other. Right. And, um, I will admit, I honestly, I used during my pregnancy, you know, Mm -hmm. um, it's something that I, 
have been able to get over. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I did use during my pregnancy, nothing, I'm not proud of it, but I did. Um, also I think it happens more than people realize. And that's the, you know, when people want to judge or guilt about that, like they don't really understand the science behind addiction and how, like, mm -hmm. I don't know how I stopped with Elena, honestly, but I used, I was at that time, like I was using oxys and all kind of stuff. Uh, mm -hmm. And then I found out I was pregnant and I was like, Oh great. Like, I don't know how I stopped, but mm -hmm. most people it's not, it's not that easy. It's just like you yeah. were saying in one of the earlier episodes. The like, science behind addiction, dude. You have to have Our animal brain it. is like, in order to breathe, you need I it. need yes. drugs. Yeah. Like, so it's really crazy because, like, I was able to quit um, smoking cigarettes. Right. Like, I did that. I was like, no, I can't do that. But, right. like... Um, That's I'm, funny the way our brain works. <laughs> yeah. Right? I was like, cigarettes? Ew. Ew. Gross. With the cocaine, I need yeah, that. Yeah, the cocaine, I was like, let's go. And drink. And it's so bad, like, drinking, too. Like, I didn't show for the longest time because I was already thin-framed. Right. Uh-huh. Oh, man. I did... That was, like, a wild ride. I did some crazy, crazy shit. But, um... How did your anorexia deal once you started to show? That, so, that is something, so, I went through stages of, like, like, okay, so I have to eat because mm -hmm. there's something, uh, something growing, growing in my body, body. but it was, like, the pink. body image part is hard. Yes. I struggle with body dysmorphia, mm -hmm. so it's, it's rough. And mm -hmm. I still, honestly, like, to this day, I still have that. Like, I still yeah. feel, I, I've gained weight since becoming sober, yeah. and I still Naturally. want to... <laughs> be that old person that right and you know what's crazy to me though because i'll look back at pictures and um i see what i look like and i was literally nothing but a skeleton but yes. in my head in my head I'm i like, feel I... the same i was huge and mm -hmm. gross like mm -hmm. so i know it's in my head and it doesn't matter until i figure that out it doesn't matter what size i am it's never gonna be mm -hmm. right with me until i work through yes my mm -hmm. yeah the shit in my head dude yeah yeah, yeah. It's yeah, hard. I'm, it sucks. I am my worst enemy. But I think that goes back to the key point that you were talking about at the beginning, right? Because a lot of people think you just take the drugs out and then you're fine, but it's so much more than that. Like so you talked more. about feeling out of place and like you didn't belong and disconnected like that. that From are an using, early age, mm -hmm. like a very early age. Are using is a symptom most of the time. Yeah. Like it's a way of coping and surviving and then it becomes a way of having to live. But like there's so much more that goes into it than just the fucking using. And that's why it's so hard to just like stop. Right. Especially, like, if you're pregnant or whatever, because the fact of the matter is, when we first picked up, it did what we needed it to do. Right, yeah. It made us stop feeling mm -hmm. the way that right. we were so trying to Right, so now you're facing up. everything that you So, can... like, you know, even once it stops working, there's still that memory in our in our brain of, like, this worked, and I felt so good. Yeah. Right, you're like, constantly chasing. Yeah. 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 Oh, and I, so, you touched on something, so, like, when I was, like, all through my 20s, when I was, like, drinking and drugging, like, I was the cool person. But uh -huh. I have always been cool, but I felt, I felt special that people would right. come up to that me. Right, that connection hey, and yes. that piece of being needed mm -hmm. and validated. And that's mm -hmm. why a lot of times codependency yes. goes uh -huh. hand in hand with a lot of this stuff. And when I was in treatment, they always said that, like, um, quitting the drugs is one thing, quitting the lifestyle is another. Right. Yes, yes. Oh, my gosh, that's yeah. huge. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I couldn't quit the lifestyle. Right. I uh -huh. still wanted to go out and party. I didn't all of a sudden want to be like the stay at home, like white. Right. And I always felt mm -hmm. so worthless and, and I wanted to be the center of attention, the mm -hmm. one that everybody wanted, you yes. know, the life of the party. Like yeah. that was this, it's my alter ego. Cause I used to go by Cammy. So that's who Cammy is. Right. Mm -hmm. That's who that girl is. Um, 
And that's, I was literally like, I'm that girl. Like, mm-hmm. and that's, that's that inner internal piece of like what I was seeking and what I needed and my needs not being met that comes from childhood and all mm-hmm. of that stuff. So it's so much more than just using a drug or drinking alcohol or and eating, whatever the case is. Yeah. Like there's so much more that goes into it. That that's people... why I always say, I always say like, you guys want me to stop being who I am. Right. Yeah. I didn't know who I was outside of exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Perfect. Yeah. I didn't know that. I could be a person outside of the drugs and alcohol. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. The person I am today is the person that I thought I would, I could never be. Like, right, same. And yeah. I was, I wanted to go to treatment. Like, I was, I was done. I was exhausted. I was desperate. I'd cry while I was using, but I was fucking terrified because mm-hmm. who am I uh-huh. without, without this? Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah. So, long story short, so I'm homeless. He lets me move in with him, you know, and um, sadly, toxic from the beginning. Right. Toxic from the That's beginning. the only thing it can be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, we're, I'm madly in love with him. Um, and uh, we're, you know, he's drinking. Um, I can't drink, but I was, like, secretly drinking. Because right. I was just, like, resentful, you know. Uh-huh. Um, end up telling my dad, like, hey, I'm going to have a baby with this awesome guy. And he's like, okay. Um, <laughs> but we, you know, then physical abuse starts, verbal abuse. And I will admit, because how my story ends... Um, and like my amends and stuff, uh, we are on amazing, great terms. You guys will know that later, but, um, it was both of us, you know, both physically abusive, both, um, verbally abusive. Yeah. Um, my dad, so I'm jumping around here, but my dad ends up, um, they have, before I got pregnant, my high school girlfriends had an intervention with my father and like tells him what's up, you know, like, yeah, so that was great. And, um, Right before, like December, I go to Florida for Christmas time. My dad has an intervention. He sits me down. He tells, they had told me what was going on, um, but I was like, whatever. Uh, So my dad sat me down. He's like, you know, presents himself like, this is what I've heard. Are you smoking crack? Like, what are you doing? And I was like, no, it's just cocaine and I'm drinking. And he's like, okay. And then um, he was like, I want you to go to rehab. And I said, absolutely not. Because like. I'm homeless. I have no place to live in New York. But, like, of course I can't go to New I'm like, no. And he's like, how's... I couldn't tell him. I couldn't say, I need help. I'm homeless. Right. I, I'm couch surfing. Right. Like, of course I'll go to rehab. I said, I will go to therapy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, that's, that's how I was allowed to get on the plane. He's like, you have to agree. Yeah. And I was like, all right, I'll go to therapy. So... Yeah. <laughs> Um, so anyway, didn't end up going to therapy, end up finding out I'm pregnant, move in with this guy, um, call my dad. He's like, okay. Um, and then fast forward, I tried, so I, then I tried to like quit cold turkey. Mm -hmm. So I'm doing really well, quit cold turkey. Um, and then April, um, something stupid, something dumb happened and I relapsed. I like just did not care. I relapsed and, um, but then I'm not answering my phone and her dad is like, like, where are you? You know? So he just like puts two and two together and he's like, you obviously relapsed. Oh my God. Like the call calls, everyone, both families, his family, my family. Um, then another intervention, my dad kind of surprises me. Like, why don't you go to Florida for a little bit to visit your sister? And I'm like, okay, cool. Um, and of course I'm there and like a a week into it, they're like, you're going to rehab. And I'm like, no, I'm not. Um, (laughs) But so I went to an awesome rehab, um, first time trying to get sober, completely bucked the system. I walked in there pregnant. Um, it was a place called Gracious Care. It's in Florida. It's awesome. They had a program called Labor of Love. That's another thing that I want to touch on. When you are pregnant and you were in active addiction in New York, it might've changed. 
there are hardly any programs for really um, yes wow it's not like georgia right um yeah, you're a liability. So, like, at first, I tried to get into treatment in New York, mm-hmm. and they were like, oh, you're pregnant? No, because they need, like, a doctor on staff Right, or there's a lot more that goes into that, yeah. Yeah. And that, I was so hopeless. And, like, at the time, because I was in a toxic relationship, the friends, all my girlfriends that I had at the time in Brooklyn, they were like, you are a mess, and we don't know how to deal with this right. mess. And I lost um, a lot of good friends, unfortunately, for, like, the things that I have done, you know, and then, yeah. um, but I still have some really close girlfriends that have been by my side. So it's, that's awesome. Know, yeah. That's a beautiful thing for yeah. them. Cause they know how I was right. and how I am now, but I'm alone. I feel m- I'm miserable. Right. So, okay, cool. I'll go to Florida. Okay, fine. You want me to go to rehab? Um, I'll go to rehab and I'll tell them that I only have cocaine issues and I, and like all the other drugs, but I'm not, I'm not an alcoholic. Right. Like, what do you mean? I can never drink again. Like that's absurd to me. Right. Um, so I'm there for 28 days and, um, during that time I'm, I'm not even, I'm not even like doing anything. I'm just like in the classes. Checking a box. Yeah. Yeah. Checking a box every day. Saying what I need to say. Doing the song and dance. Rushing home to, to get on the phone, to talk to my love of my life that's back home. And then he is just like, um, you need to come back home. And I'm like, okay. Right. So, um, 28 days, my dad, um, you know, paid for my ticket to, um, go home. And I feel really bad in that sense where it's like my, I love my life now, but there was like a, you know, parents, they do as much as they can. And, right. you know, there was a moment after I got out of treatment, he's like, what do you want to do? And I was like, I need to go back to New York and I need to make this family work. Like, I'm not going to be a single mom nothing against single mothers. I'm a single mother now. It's one, right. it's amazing. <clears throat> and he was just like, he wanted me to stay, right. but my dad is so reserved. He wasn't going to be like, Nefetima, you should stay. You should stay in Florida and build a life. Right. But even if he did, would you have listened? No. Right. I'm right. Like, so like, ah, I hate you. Go right. away. You know? So, um, I think it's a hard, like I think about now, like the things that I put my family through or my dad, there were the things that they had to watch. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I couldn't imagine what that was like. Yeah. I can't even, Oh my gosh! Just, it's literally now that I'm a mom and like my daughter's only three. It's, it's, it's like what my nightmares. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like I hope, oh, like I pray and hope that uh, my daughter and Mia doesn't end up like me. But right. then also I'm like, I hope you do because I will know the signs. Right. <laughs> like try me. Right. But then right. again, it's like sometimes it's they scary. have to yeah. go through their own thing, you know. Right. Um. So go back to New York. Um. Then try to stay sober, end up relapsing a bunch of times. Um, at this point, we're living together, but um, her dad is so fed up with me. Like, he doesn't know what to do, and he's miserable as well. But we, So we're, like, broken up, and I'm living there. So mm-hmm. he starts – he oh, has, like, another – That's always really, good. Yeah. 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 <laughs> he has another relationship. Because when I'm relapsing, he's like, stop relapsing. Right. Like, I will be with you if you stop relapsing. I'm like, no, you don't love me. Right, so but it's he, also not that easy. Yeah. Right. He has his own relationship. So imagine me – so many months pregnant he has his own relationship the the that girl is like talking to me yeah it's crazy talking to me I'm like so i'm the other girl and i'm like we are having a baby together right. like i'm so sorry yeah. like how fucked up is that? hey what's up this is my my pregnant roommate with my baby yes. <laughs> we're not together anymore though. yes so um the last okay some really crappy stuff that i've done um Amia came late. She was supposed to be born September 14th. Um, oh, I will have to admit, so the r- main reason, it was a toxic relationship, but, like, um, 
I wasn't sure if he was the dad. Right. You know, because of, like, my right, yeah, lifestyle. Yeah, okay. um, right. Obviously, he's 100% the dad. Like, she looks so much like him. Yeah, but yeah. that, I had that. There was another person that I was like, well, I'm not sure, maybe. Right. Um, so he had always been freaking out about that. And mm. um, she came late. She was supposed to come September 14th. She came September 27th. The weekend that I was going to, that I ended up being induced, I went, I was supposed to meet one of my girlfriends at the beach and I, instead I didn't, I think, um, her dad and I got in a fight and I just went to the beach, but I went to a bar Mm -hmm. and I drank so much that day. And it's, um, so embarrassing because by that time I was showing. Right. And, um, they did the bartenders. Who was serving you? Well, so here's the thing. I went in, in the, during the day and I was sitting down. So the bar, you no one could see. Uh, But then when they did the changeover. And you were sitting there. yeah, Yeah. The new bartender came and they, they tried to cut me off and he was like, you're pregnant. I lied and I said, I'm not pregnant. I just had my baby. This is the baby weight. And I showed him pictures of my nephew. (laughs) <laughs> yes and they believed me yeah yeah um but anyway so uh go home uh you know and i have to go to the doctor the next day because it's like uh, chris ends up calling sorry i didn't want to use the name but um but my uh fa- daughter's father ends up calling my dad and my dad's like freaking out oh. like oh my god you need to go to the hospital i go to the hospital and um they like I don't tell them I probably reeked of booze but they're like oh you're late it's our policy at Brooklyn Hospital like you have to have a baby you can't be more than two weeks late but they hook me up to like a bunch of like IVs and the little yeah. um bat what is that the, the like the IVs yeah yeah, yeah. And the um, so the and drip to induce yes, yeah. to induce um but they were hydrating me so okay you know so fluids too. yeah fluids yeah. And it was kind of scary because, you know, they read your chart and they're like, oh, okay, you're, um, have, you know, you're in substance abuse, things like that. Um, if the baby comes up positive for anything, mm-hmm. you know, we will have to take her. So, like, I'm freaking out. Um, her dad and I are not on, like, good terms or whatever, right. but he ends up coming to the hospital. She ends up being born, like, three days later. I got in, um, induced C-section. Um, and then really tried to make it work. We're like, we are a family. I'm not going to drink. I'm not going to do anything. Um, but we end up getting evicted from our apartment because it's New York City and it's so expensive. Yeah. Um, uh, talked to my dad and he's like, to change your life, what would you, what, what would you need? And I was like, well, I need money. Um, and he surprised me. He ended up saving uh, like a fund for me when he sold my car when mm-hmm. I was in college. And he was like, where do you guys want to move to? Um, we had thought of California or we had thought of Georgia. Um, Georgia because her uh, Christopher is from uh, Alabama and my family now lives in Florida. So I was like, okay, kind of middle. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we'll do Georgia. Awesome. And then um, I'm like, Georgia, yes, a fresh start. Mm-hmm. Amazing, you know. Um, new mom, don't know anything that I'm doing. Can't but find anything. Me. I'm going to be great. Yeah, yeah, can't find anything. Don't know drugs or anything. Awesome. I did the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> Come to Georgia and no, I was yeah. miserable. Come to Georgia, I don't know anyone here. Um, her dad has to work all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, we only had one car. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he's so nervous that I'm going to like relapse again, again right. that he keeps a tight leash on me. You mm-hmm. know, and um, I, I'm kind of looking back on it. I understand right. at the time yeah. it was very toxic right. and like we were codependent together. But I, I get it. And, um, 
Mia is, she's the love of my life. She's amazing. She's four now, but she um, didn't sleep and um, like never slept. Like I slept, I, we slept trained. Um, she needed to sleep on my chest, you know, and that really, motherhood is hard. Yeah. Uh -huh. It's hard. I didn't, I, it's hard. And right. I didn't know, I didn't know how to ask for help. Mm -hmm. I didn't know how to say like, um, I'm struggling I'm because struggling. then it's like, you're a bad mom and you don't yeah. need your kid. Uh -huh. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, motherhood is hard and I was struggling and she was barely sleeping and I was always with her and I'm in this new relationship and I have to play wife and I, and right. I have no friends. So it's a very isolating time very for, isolating. for a healthy person. Right. Yeah. So imagine someone that's still sick, right. yeah. you know, um, and, um, Kroger, they have like two for one wines. Right. So I start drinking again and, um, yeah, start drinking again, and then I'm just, as soon as her dad goes to work, I'm drinking, you know? Yeah. Um, and when he comes home, we're, we're drinking together. But, like, when he comes home, he's he's not realizing, like, oh, she's wasted. Right, like, you've been drinking all day. <laughs> yeah, I've been drinking all day. Um, so, you know, that's not great for any relationship right. because of, cause I'm an angry drunk and mm -hmm. I'm the person that's like, I'm not drunk. Like, what do you mean? You know, yeah. like, how dare you? Yeah. How dare you? <laughs> and he's like, you can barely stand. And I'm like, no. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, that goes on for a little bit. Um, occasionally, you know, we're still fighting and stuff, but it's not too bad. Um, February of 2019, this is when my life spirals. I decide, um, and I will admit this, actually, this is the first time, um, they only know part of this, but, um, I left my daughter sleeping in her crib to go out drinking. Mm -hmm. I actually did that a bunch of times. Dude, I, looking back, I don't know where my daughter was sometimes. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Couldn't tell you. Yeah. And, um, I... Such a shitty thing to have to admit as a mom, yeah. but it's also powerful in the sense that like you can release that and that's where you get to start to heal from that guilt like mm -hmm. I timed it I was so sneaky yeah. I'd be like he gets off of work at this time you know um, she falls asleep at this time I can have this many drinks at the bar right um but then one night I fuck up and I forget what time it is and he comes home and he's like oh my god where is my girlfriend um he calls the police my I had an aunt that lived in Roswell at the time um calls her he's like I have no idea where she is we're in Georgia, but we're in DeKalb County, mm -hmm. Decatur. Uh -huh. You know, it's it's a nice area, but, like, carjackings and things right. like yeah. that. He's thinking the worst. Like, oh, my God. Right. Um, so he thinks I'm missing. They call the police. Um, I was God knows where. Um, I finally get my act together. I t take an Uber to the house. I'm so far gone. By the grace of God, I was not arrested. I don't know how. I don't know why. Um, they gave me, they served me with a ticket. And they were like, take this ticket, hire a lawyer, see you when you see you. I'm like, okay. Because of that, though, the relationship got really, really shitty. That's when I, I was so scared that I was in trouble that I stopped fighting back, yeah. where, like, the abuse got really bad. Um, I was broken. We were both broken, right. you know? Um, and um, I get it, you know? Like, you come home and your girlfriend is gone and your daughter's asleep. Like, where are you? Um, so I decide to do outpatient treatment. Um, I'm put into like a first offender misdemeanor diversion program mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and, um, hire a lawyer for that. Um, but the out I'm not ready. I don't, I, you guys have the problem. So now it's like, 
I'm drinking because I'm in this horrible, toxic right. relationship. <laughs> I deserve I this. deserve all this alcohol, yeah. you know? I deserve it. And, um, you know, you, you guys don't understand. And um, I do outpatient. And then our relationship gets really, really bad one, one night in April. Um, just a really bad altercation. And uh, my sister's like, you need to make a choice. Like, you need to take your baby and you need to leave him and we'll work out the rest later. And I'm like, okay. So I do that and my aunt allows us to live in her, her apartment in Roswell. And, um, but of course, there's all this emo emotional turmoil mm -hmm. where it's like, but I love him <clears throat> right. and I want to be with him. But then um, my dad is like, the fi the physical fight was really, really bad this time. You cannot go back to him. And if you go back to him, we will cut you off. Right. And I'm like, what? Um, so, you know, we obviously break up, but it's the best thing that has happened mm -hmm. to us. Yeah. Um, so we break up, but because of that, um, one, now I have this freedom because um, he ended up getting a car. I keep the family car. I'm like, freedom, yes, start drinking again. Um, he thinks that I've already relapsed on drugs, and I've been sober from cocaine and things like that. I hadn't yet. And then... Since he keeps talking about it and talking about it, I'm like, well, why don't I just relapse, right. you know? And um, uh, May of 2019, I get my first DUI. Awesome. Um, six weeks later, I get a second DUI. Awesome. Never been to jail before, nothing. No. Um, yeah. And I, I did not care. I was like, I just, I'm like basically getting divorced. Mm -hmm. um, I have this freedom because he would take um, me on the weekends and I'm like, I'm just going to drink. I, I honestly, at that by that point, I was um, working my restaurant job just to be able to right. get drunk because I was so miserable because I was like, what am I going to do? I don't have any money, you know, like mm -hmm. how am I going to support my daughter and I? I'm living with my aunt. My right. aunt had said, she was like, you can live with me for a little bit, but then I'm going to, reti I'm retiring and I'm going to move to Florida. And, um, by the second DUI, uh, my dad, oh, what happened one night? It, um, I, I asked my aunt to watch my daughter, you know, um, that I would do that. Like, can you watch my daughter and I'll work a double, mm -hmm. but it's basically like I'm getting wasted at I'm work. Going to drink. Yeah. I'm going to drink, getting wasted at work and stuff. Um, I can't drive now because you know, Georgia's like, right. we're taking your license away. Um, so I'm Ubering everywhere. And, um, drugs are intro introduced back and I'm pretty much at my rock bottom. I stay out all night. Don't even care. Don't even tell my, I'm like, Oh, I'm working a double, but she's like, it's, it's like 3am in the morning. Where are you? And I come home at like six o'clock in the morning. Um, and she's so upset with me. She doesn't even know what to do, but she goes, so she goes to work. She's like, you're not going anywhere. Your daughter's in her crib. Um, my dad calls me later in the day. And he's like, um, you know, when parents speak to you like very sternly, mm -hmm. you know, like didn't even yell, but he was just like, if you want to drink and do drugs, that's fine. You can go ahead and do that. But you will not, you know, Amia didn't ask to be in this world. Right. Mm. And you need to figure out if you want to be a mom, we can help you be a mom. And if you don't want to be a mom, let us know. Either, you know, uh, Chris is going to take her from you or we're going to take her. And I'm like. You know, that yeah. really hit home because that's true. Dude, that's what losing Elena was like mm -hmm. for me. I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah. So then um, I decide to go to rehab. I signed the outpatient program that I was going to. 
the uh, my caseworker was like, "What? Where do you want to go? What do you want to do for rehab?" Because I was afraid if I went to rehab by myself and wasn't able to take a Mia with me, then I would lose all my rights. Right. Um, and I was like, "I want a rehab that has like women and children. Is that a thing? Do mm-hmm. they have that?" And she's like, "Yes, there's literally, literally yes, a lot several." Of them. Yeah. And I was like, "What?" <laughs> yeah. So. Um, I ended up going to Mary Hall. September 11th is the day that I went into Mary Hall. It's the best decision that I've ever made. I was able to take my daughter. Um, But up until, like, I was still running the streets. Um, The weekend that I was about to check in, I was, like, with the dope guys at their Mm -hmm. house. Yeah, that's what everybody does. Right. My last ride. Yes. And, um... A couple, by that point, I was tired. I was exhausted, you know, Um, exhausted. I know I'm going to treatment. Um, The dope guy tries to hook up with me. That was weird. He's never crossed that boundary. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, this is not the life for me. Um, And then uh, when I get into treatment, they're like, what do you have in your system? And I was like, oh, I just have cocaine and alcohol. Turns out I had meth in my system. Mm -hmm. Didn't even know. So I was just like, fuck, that's scary. I didn't know. No wonder why I've been geeked out for three fucking days. Excuse my language. Um, So, of course, so first time, I'm there for like six months, still bucking the system, not opening up, blah, 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 blah. Um, Have a sponsor, not working the steps or anything like that. Um, I'm in treatment, and a girlfriend of mine, um, Regina, she ends up, she leaves the program, and like two weeks later, she's dead. And I'm like, what do you mean Regina's dead? Like, she was sitting right next to right. me, you know? Like, she just messaged me on Facebook asking how I was. And that's... The reality of it. Yeah. Of it. And like, that's, <clears throat> like, the aha mm-hmm. moment. I was like, I could fucking die. I don't want to do this anymore. I could die. Right. Yeah. Like, I could die. Um, And then, so I was like, fuck, I don't want to die, you know? I That's when I started, like, I have to live. Mm-hmm. I have to fight for my life. Um, I get a new sponsor. Um, I start working the steps. Um, I start taking every suggestion that they told me to do, like get a new cell phone number, mm-hmm. cut all the toxic people change out of your life. Change your entire world. Yes, change yeah. your entire world. I, I was taught how to be a mom, mm-hmm. how to be a human, mm-hmm. how to have a bank account, mm-hmm. you know, how to hold a job and be responsible. And, um, you know, you have to wake up, you know, early and things like that. It was like kind of like boot camp, you know. Um <laughs> how to take care of my daughter. Like, I didn't yeah. know. Because, like, during that time when I was, like, running the streets, we had a babysitter. So right. I would just drop her off at the babysitter's house mm-hmm. or, like, my aunt mm-hmm. or Chris's house. And um, I was working, like, 16-hour days just to get drunk. Right. Um, so that was very, like, eye-opening. You know, when we get there, she's – I think she's talking. She's two. And people are like, do you understand what she's saying? I'm like, yeah, of course. Apparently not. She wasn't really talking. You know, she's – doing amazing now um so we're there we're at mary hall we you know do the whole thing i um get into transitional housing then um after transitional housing uh i end up i'm able to afford my own apartment Mm -hmm. finally i've never had my own apartment that's amazing and that was just with like hard work dedication my mate they i remember being there and they were like what do you want to get out of this and i was like i want to be financially stable and not have to rely on a man for anything. Mm-hmm. That's right. And they were like, bet, okay. Um, and so we we left there October 2020. I'm, I have my own apartment now. I've been there since then. It's in Roswell. Um, 
and oh, you got a nice apartment, girl. Yeah, well, it was during COVID, so COVID it was like really, really cheap. <laughs> but okay. yeah, now okay. now the apartments are really expensive. But yeah. I got in during the COVID time, so <laughs> okay, I can afford. Um. Uh. Oh, and then during that, when I was in treatment, I did a work program, and that introduced me into like you know the the more like good the better person you are like doors start opening right so did you go to eww yes yeah went to eww from eww there was another program called higher hope um higher hope was a program part of um the company ronstad the Uh staffing agency Mm -hmm. so i did and where they teach you basically how to work in corporate america did higher hope for like eight months then actually got um hired on permanently and so i'm a junior recruiter right now which is awesome i get to work from home um, my daughter is amazing. She, you know, lives with me full time, but the full circle thing, um, her father now is sober mm-hmm. and, um, he lives in Avondale with his lovely girlfriend. They have a baby and, um, we have, you know, had a full like circle of like amends our mm-hmm. own thing and which like is co-parenting and yes, stuff. Yes. And we're co-parenting oh, that's awesome. and like, I have my friend back. And yeah. he's like, I have my friend back, which is so amazing. Like, we're able to, like, we admitted, like... How awesome for your daughter, too. Yes. We did a lot of shitty things together. Right. Um, but I'm not a victim. Like, I say, like, oh, I have domestic violence in my background, you know, but um, it goes both right, ways. Right, I've been yeah. on both ends of it. Yes, right. exactly. And um, so I work... I have a sponsor. I go to as many meetings as I can. I... Um, do a lot of service work. I have two home groups. Um, I sponsor a lot. Um, the feeling of like hopelessness and all that jazz, mm-hmm. um, it can still, it's still there. You know, I recently, I was dating someone and I just got ghosted, which I'm like mm. devastated. It's <laughs> yeah. like, oh my gosh. But it's my ego. Cause I'm yeah. like, I'm sober now. Why don't you love me? Yeah. <laughs> love me. I'm yeah. I'm amazing. But it's like, I might be amazing, but not amazing for that person. Right. Yeah. And, um, but I'm not going to pick up over it, you know? No, um, Things like if I get stressed or anything like that, I go to a meeting or I call my sober network. And it's so, it's, I can ask for help now Mm -hmm. and I have boundaries, you know, Mm -hmm. like I have, I can pick and, I know what a healthy relationship is now, like even in friendships. Mm -hmm. I know like if someone's being a taker or if like, um, my boundaries are up or even work or things like that. Mm -hmm. Like I try not to get stressed out and if I am getting stressed out, I. You have the tools to manage it. I call a lifeline. Mm -hmm. So. That's basically it. Yeah. Dude, that's so awesome. Awesome. Um, Thank you for doing this. Right. It takes a lot of courage. Not everybody wants to put everything out there. I I said this is the best story. I mean, like, it's one thing to share your story in, like, a meeting. It's another thing to share your story on a podcast. Yeah. (laughs) But, like, I think it was really important to hear because, like, one of our episodes we were talking about, you know, um is it a disease or is it a choice? And, like, I feel like your story is a prime example because I feel like a lot of people, maybe it's a generational thing, Mm -hmm. still think that it's a nature versus nurture problem. Mm -hmm. And, like, you're a prime example that, like, that's not the case. Right. Mm -hmm. There's a lot more that goes into it because Because you have the genetic vulnerability. Mm -hmm. You know, and the body keeps the score and all those things. But, like... If you look at your, from from the outside perspective, you were adopted at an early age by mm-hmm. a very nice family. You obviously 
it wasn't weren't abusive, in like financial yeah. ruin because mm-hmm. you were able to go to college mm-hmm. and like all of the things. It's not like you were, you know, <sighs> abandoned and you know living in a cardboard box in New York mm-hmm. City somewhere. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Um. So I think that it's really important that people understand that like this is truly a disease. Yeah, it doesn't it literally pick and happen choose. to anybody. <laughs> it, anybody. It happens to higher ups. It happens yes. to the low downs and it happens to everybody in between. Yeah. You know? And, um, but what's great about that is recovery is possible for all of those people as well. Right. Yes. Yeah. And so, now you get to pass your recovery to your daughter. Yeah. Like we were talking about earlier, just like addiction's a family disease. Recovery is a family thing. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. It's yeah. a ripple effect and everything. My daughter knows she do- doesn't know, like, our story, but she knows, like, mommy and daddy are sober. Right. And, like, she doesn't have to, she's never going to see us drunk. Yeah. yeah. You know, or high. And that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. You know? So amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah, I've always said that um, I'm just going to be honest with mm-hmm. Harper when the time comes, mm-hmm. of course. Yeah. yeah. Mine's 11, so... Yeah. Oh, yeah. She, so she, she knows, knows a lot more. Yeah. yeah. And she, for the first four as years. She mm-hmm. as, as she, she needs to. Right. As she needs mm-hmm. to. For four years, she went through all of it with me. And then for two years, she lived with my aunt. I didn't have her. Mm. So we've had a lot of, yeah, a lot more conversations. Um, so it's a little different on my end. So your daughter, can I ask you something? Your daughter's 11, mm-hmm. right? And I feel like at 11, are you in sixth grade? She's going into sixth grade. Okay. Yeah. So um, how is that? Because I remember being that age and like, I I remember people like smoking weed and stuff. I was worried. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I've done really good with her. Cause yeah. yesterday she was like, Oh my God, mom, you're not going to believe what happened. I'm like, okay, what? <laughs> and she's like, these girls got us in trouble. I only play with the boys and I can't even play with them right now. Cause they were in the woods. Guess what they were doing? Mom. I was like, what? Kissing boys. I was like, Thank God. Like, <laughs> you know, I was yeah. already smoking cigarettes and mm-hmm. like I started drinking at 12. Yes. I was smoking weed at 13. You uh-huh. know, I was Judy at 14. And I'm like, I think, I think we're okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. So, um, you know, I don't worry about her much. Um, but I've also given her the space to have those open and honest conversations mm-hmm. that if something does happen, yeah. like. I'm here. Right. Mm-hmm. So. Dude, just the other day, like. So I nanny for somebody in a in a different um, uh, a different school system mm-hmm. than where Harper will be going. But I get their kindergartner off the bus, and of course it's you know there's kids of all grades mm-hmm. on the bus, and she's got like a set of friends that there's like four of them. They're all brother and sister, and they come over and jump on the trampoline and stuff sometimes. And they were like man, you'll never believe there was police at the school and um, a bunch of these kids got arrested because they were vaping in the bathroom. Right. And da, da, da. I was like, bro, you're in third grade. Oh my gosh. Like, well, one of the girls oh. in Elena's class got in trouble because she's apparently been on like video calls with the girls in the class flashing them. Okay. Right. But <laughs> Elena was like so taken back and shocked that I'm like, I'm fucking, I am so thankful that to her that's not like cool yeah. or That's normal. Like, are you okay? Right. Like, yeah. it's a problem to her. And I'm uh-huh. like, all right, I think I've done really good. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, yeah. That gives me hope. Yeah, yeah me like, too. <laughs> me too. Because I'm right there with you. Mine's three. Yeah. yeah. So, like, this is, like, nightmare territory. Mm-hmm. Like, the, like, I'm already saving up for, like, private school. No. And, <laughs> oh, my gosh, yeah. I'm like, no, I don't want to. And I, nothing against public school, but I just, like, I You're know afraid how. Of what they're going to yes, be around. I yeah. know how I was. Like, right. she already has, like, two parents with addiction yeah. <laughs> personalities and long lines of addiction. Well, and I think a lot of it, too, is, like, like, teaching them 
communication, coping, yes. feelings, mm-hmm. um, you know, honesty, uh, fucking real life, you know, yeah. shit happens and it's hard. Um, you know, all of the things that I didn't learn mm-hmm. so that I was coping with, um, you know, body positivity, like all of the things that I really try to work hard with her on the things that I feel like I needed or that were an issue for me so that it doesn't become an issue for her. And if it does, she knows mm-hmm. she can come to me. Yeah. So. That's what's up. That yeah. is what's up. All right. Well, we are getting close to time. I really appreciate you coming on. Um, your story was amazing. Thank you, um, thank you, thank you, thank I appreciate thank your you. vulnerability. Uh, we did have a little hiccup, but it's cool. We kept it going. So, um, <laughs> and we will talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.